Hello, you're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Mason Dixon, and this is Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. And it has been a week since our last bye week with Bayou. So, of course, this is another bye week with Bayou episode. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, man. How we doing? Oh, pretty good. Um, obviously, some tragedy in not only the Montreal Canadiens world, but also just the hockey world and the passing of Henri Richard. And we were talking a bit about, you know, a little bit more about Habs past than I do. But just before we get into that, just obviously a great loss to the Habs community, hockey community. A legend in his own right, not not just because of stats, but because of just cultural effect that he and his brother had on the province. Henri Richard, um, what what can you say about him and his career? What just the stats themselves? Well, if you if you look at them, you know they they look pretty they look pretty standard for like modern era. But um, you know this this was a very this was a very tough time to play in a league. Um, and then if you if you uh if the listeners take take just a second to even look at his playoff stats it's it's um this man really shined when when the Habs were doing good uh especially in the playoffs he seemed to be able he seemed to be there making impacts um like a uh a good bit of game winning goals but uh i mean mainly this this guy was a playmaker um you know like you said we are going to go into um into like what the brothers had done for for the area, but you know, uh, for a man who who would come into the league, you know, shortly after his brother, um, and then to have to, you know, what people would think would have to sit in the shadows of his brother, uh, not only um, you know stepped out of it, but caused his own path that was just even more unique and prosperous than his brother. So I mean, this man would not would not allow himself to sit behind anybody, including, like, the legacy that is, you know, uh, Maurice Rashad. Exactly. You make a great point, too, with the series clinching. He had um, two Stanley Cup clinching game-winning goals, two of his 11 Stanley Cups, an NHL record, tied with Bill Russell for a North American sports record, five foot seven but he cast a seven foot tall shadow. Like you said, he carved his own path into the NHL. He was no man's brother. Maurice Richard is many would say the fifth best hockey player to ever live fifth or sixth, If you consider Crosby now and mm-hmm. Andre Richard was not Maurice's little brother. He was Andre Richard. I mean, at, at 19 years old, you know, uh, he almost wins the Calder wins his first call. He's got, 19 goals his first season, you know, in, in a time where it was very easy to get your fucking block knocked off, you know, for, for coming in close anywhere. And, you know, despite his size, was able to do what no one would – what no one believed was possible for a, for a smaller man, thinking that he was going to get destroyed, he was going to get hurt, concussed, you know, an, an, early, an early exit – you know, in this league, he lasts 20 fucking years in the league, played over 12, 1,258 games, um, 11 cups. I mean, fuck, you know, he did it all. And he's literally one of those, one of those players that is, he's like one of those reasons that we still have no problem drafting small players. 
he's a perfect example of what you want in not only a small hockey player, but any hockey player, just the drive, the will. He, he played a tough brand of hockey, kind of like Maurice, where, but with no size at all, in which he was just going to pure drive, pure determination. He was going to outwork you every single night. And that's one thing you can consistently hear about Henri Richard on the ice. He outworked absolutely everybody. And if you're going to win 11 Stanley Cups, you have to be outworking everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, granted, you know, it, it's not just him. But he came into the league at the right time with this franchise. You know, five years in a league, five championships. All before the age, all all at the age of twenty three, you know. So from nineteen to twenty three, five cups. Crazy. I mean, uh, you know, they go on to try to do the 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 three peat back in, um, I think it was sixty seven. They lose to the Maple Leafs, and then literally come back and win it win it the next year in sixty eight. The guys got uh, eight cups in twelve years. Like, you know, it's ridiculous. Like, granted. You know, one of the best players on the team, but at this time there was that the Habs were, were such a collection of fucking talent. But this man was able to to uh, to you know bro- bridge his own path and show that you know he wasn't just one of the Montreal players. He was one on par with his brother. Maybe not so much um, as a goal scorer. Granted, you know his first uh, like tw- I'd say his first ten seasons. He's dominant, but this man really shined as, uh, like I said, as a playmaker. He was able to move the the puck like no other. Found openings, great passing, like he could do it all. And you know, uh, he he never he never got a chance to eclipse his brother's you know fifty fifty goal score and fifty games. But uh, he just showed that that's not the type of play he was. But I think. Truthfully, if the if the two brothers played on the team at the exact same time, I think Henri Richard would have more of a recognition. Now, granted that Maurice did what he did. He was the goal scorer. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that the assist man is almost, uh, almost just a little bit more important. You know, like uh, Wayne Gretzky always says, you know, he's like, there's a chance someone could, can beat my, my goal scoring record. You know, Ovi's getting close to it, but – he knows that he'll always be remembered for the assist, for the amount of his assist, the, the beautifulness of the game. Henri Richard made the game look easy, made it look beautiful, you know, just simplistic at moments. Exactly. And speaking to his greatness, playing for an organization like Montreal in the time period he did, you know, that was what his last season was in 19, 1975. And Henri Richard still ranks third in points among Canadians, third in assists, eighth in goals, first in games played. The, the He's all over the record books for the Montreal Canadiens, not just, you know, the NHL for the Stanley Cups and all that other stuff. Statistically, he's proven himself, and undeniably you cannot argue how great he was. But speaking to how phenomenal he was, and more intangible stuff you can't talk about. You said if him and Maurice, you know, there was a 14 year age gap between the two, 
Maurice was going to retire in 1955 and stayed an extra five years just to play with Henri because he respected him and thought he was a great player. And we've heard things from Jean, Jean Beliveau saying that Henri Richard was one of the greatest leaders on the team or just in hockey that he'd met. Jean Beliveau is arguably the greatest captain in Montreal Canadiens history, maybe NHL history. And he's giving that kind of praise to Henri Richard. I think that just speaks to the level of character he had as well. I think you're right. And, you know, uh, you know, in a, in a time when there's, there's so many greats in the league, you know, uh, this guy, you know, he only, he only played 16 games in his last season in 75. Now, granted, he's been the, the captain since 71. Uh, he plays 16 games. He, he's, you know, he knows it's time. He retires literally four, four years, four years later, he's already in the hall of fame. Yeah. You know, ridiculous, they, you know, and back then there was a, I think there was a weight as well, you know, but for him to get inducted so quick when, when you, when you could call out some of the names of this era, you know, it is just insane. Gordy um, Howe, Bobby Orr, Maurice Richard, Jean Beliveau. It, the list goes on and on and on. But, uh, I mean, I, I did write a little passage, uh, you know, in, right before the beginning of the season, I did uh, the countdown. I think I, I didn't start at 99. I didn't jump on it as fast as, as I had thought about it. But uh, I think I jumped maybe in the high 80s. And uh, he, was, he was the 16 days left. I did, I did uh, the pocket rocket. And it was one of the final ones that I, I had a chance to write. Um, but truthfully – I'm trying to find it right now, but uh, I think Max Domi said it the best as to what, uh, you know, like what he meant to this team and uh, what type of impact he, he was able to bring to, to not only his era, but, but the era that's playing right now. Exactly. And I think it, when you're a great player in the game, you will get honored and often, you know, there, there's a, been a lot of great players. Marcel Dion is one of the greatest hockey players of all time. But people say my generation, you know, around 20, you know, teenager, late teenage age, 18, 19, 20, you know, we don't talk about Marcel Dion because we didn't see him play. And a lot of the guys in the NHL, you know, they're not going to talk about him. But Marcel Dion played a lot more recently than Henri Richard. And Montreal mm -hmm. Canadiens, you know, the players on the team still have that level of regard for him. We saw Domi tweeting, Thomas Tatar tweeting. And it just, I think it just speaks to how, how respected and his legend that he still carries that guys who grew up watching Ovi and Crosby are just in absolute awe of the pocket rockets. No legend. Yeah, absolutely. So, so this is, I just found it. So this is what Max says. Okay. So it says, uh, we're all taught from a young age that winning is everything that we strive for when we play the, this beautiful game. Uh, this man was able to win the hardest trophy in sports 11 times. He was one of the all time greats. It's one of the, it's one thing to win the cup, but Mr. Richard certainly did. It's another thing to teach the next generation, the way to win. He helped create a culture and will forever be a symbol of Montreal's culture of winning. For that, we owe him a debt of gratitude. I hope we, I hope we will do him proud. Rest in peace. So, you know, um, this 
this is a very, very strong organization. It has a beautiful historic background full of championships. And uh, despite what people say nowadays on, on, you know, like we've only won, I think like seven or eight, you know, since the, the first expansions come around, this is a, this is a team team that, that you can't, you can't take the history from them. And this man's legacy is, is in like, like it's just carved into the Montreal aspect, just as uh, Belleville, as Lafleur, as you know, as as most recent as Wah, you know, uh, his older brother. These people, like the name, the Canadians, they're inscribed into that into that logo. They are there, you know, and everybody out there is playing literally with with these legends. You know, he was able to play for a team and make his team better and and just really you know solidify his path and his I guess like totem within this within within this organization like there will never not be a time when someone forgets who Henri Richard is exactly and I think it it says a lot about Max Domi for him to be able to understand what playing with the Montreal Canadiens crest on his chest means, you know. I know it's a little off topic, but Domi's definitely a guy who gets it. And I think some players come to Montreal and they don't really understand what it means to wear the Blue Blanquet Rouge. Um, a guy like Brendan Gallagher is a perfect example. I think Domi's one of them too. He understands what it means to wear that crest, what it means to represent the Montreal Canadiens. And I think for the most part, this team has done a very good job of recognizing that and understanding that. And if we can take any, give them credit where credit's due, you know, it's been a horrible season, but they have never given up. All year they have tried and they've played hard. And I think it does play into the fact that they understand playing for this team, what it means. Like you're representing not only yourself out there on the ice and you know, Jeff Molson, Mark Bergman, you're representing all these legends of the past, all these greats, an entire province of Quebec when you play for the Montreal Canadiens. It's so much more than hockey. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, it, it was a tough day. It, it was, it was easily, easily said it was a super tough day, especially for a Montreal fan. And you didn't, you don't have to be alive in his era to understand the, what this man was capable of doing with this with this team. Like, we literally had all-star teams every year, you know. But this man was able to stand out in the pack, and it wasn't because of his last name. He could have a different last name. He could not be related to Maurice Rashad. His ability to play the game – is what he will be remembered for. Not just his last name, his ability to make the game look easy, simple, and just fucking, like, fun, beautiful. You know, he was an artist out there. Yeah, and he... Exactly what you said. He paved his own path to the NHL and would be recognized as one of the... He's one of the top 100 players when they came with that list in 2017, he was ranked in the top 100. It's not because his name was Richard. It was just because of how great he was. And I think 
because of the massive age gap between him and Maurice, you could, you know, if they were really close in age, maybe Maurice showed him how to do th- it. It wasn't like that. Henri Richard came out and said that he, he didn't know Maurice very well. He made his own path and his own way to the NHL. And like you said, it was a very sad day, not only for the Habs organization, but for hockey as a whole, because this was a man, like all he did was win his entire life and mm-hmm. say what you want. You know, we've seen a lot of great hockey players. Carey Price, I honestly believe talent wise is one of the greatest goalies to ever play in the NHL, but he's not going to finish in that discussion if he doesn't win a Stanley cup. Being a great player and being a winner are two very different things. And Henri Richard represented winning better than any player to ever play almost any pro sport in North America who isn't named Bill Russell. It's two guys, him and Bill Russell. Yep. I mean, just just as simple as look at his look at his first season who he played with like the names on his first season and you look and you keep going and you see all of these fucking legends and he's there with them. And it's not like he's being piggybacked to greatness. Now, granted, he started on teams that were very capable of winning, you know, winning the cup without him on a team, but they solidify that victory with him starting at the age of 19. You know, he's got his first year, he's got Bellevue, He's got fucking legendary Doug Harvey, you know, um, fucking Jacques Plant, um, fuck, uh, Proverst. And, I mean, you go a couple years later, you start seeing J.C. Tremblay. You know, you see Charlie Hodge. You see fucking Doug Harvey still around. Bernie Jeffrey on fucking Boom Boom. Uh, John Beliveau still still here. I mean, let's go to the fucking 70s. You know, Gump Worsley, shit. Gump, uh, Roger Vachon. Fucking, who, who Sir, Sergei Savard's here. Pete Malkovich. Guy Lapointe. You know, Jacques uh, Lapierre. I mean, fuck you. Rajon Wu. He played with Lafleur for, I think, four years as well. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, that, I haven't even got to that. You know, that's in fucking, you know, right after, you know, after the beginning of the 70s, uh, LaFleur, you know, uh, Larry Robinson, you know, one of my fucking favorite players, <laughs> you know, uh, Cornivore, uh, Ken Dryden, fucking, he just, the teams they were able to assemble were great. But on any team, he would have been just as good as he was. And, and that's what's fucking, that's what I'm trying to get apart, across is that, like, yeah, he's, he's surrounded by nothing but talent. But if you put him in any fucking team, he still he still would have been capable of doing this. This game came too easy to this man. I think you have to wonder if maybe other those star players, Hall of Fame, not even I think Hall of Fame is under legends, legends of the hockey world. If maybe their stats were padded by playing with Henri Richard, because. There was one consistent factor with all those teams. You know, they all had star superpower players. They were Montreal until recent, the last 20 years was the greatest organization in North American sports for putting together championship teams. They just were. And the one constant factor there was Henri Richard. 
And I don't think that's, you know, that's a coincidence. You just, like I said, it's just an intention. You can't, you can't see winning as a stat other than championships. And it's not something you can really measure as much, but some people are just winners and he is arguably the greatest winner of all time. Right. Absolutely. And then only, you know, just moving a little bit off topic here, but not only were him and his brother huge for hockey and being legends on the ice, but the, the, the cultural impact both of them had, especially Maurice in the province of Quebec, I think outside of Canada, maybe, I don't know how you got, if you guys even know down there in the U S like there was a game, Maurice Richard got suspended and there were riots in Quebec and yeah. whole streets were shut down. Like the game had to be forfeit because people were throwing tear gas and the rocket had to come out and tell yeah, people and, and, to calm down. Yep. Yeah. yeah that, uh, I actually got to watch the, uh, it's that French, it's the French movie, the rocket. Oh and, yeah. Uh, they go over it a little bit in that. It, it's in, um, fuck. I, I don't remember what book it's in, but I, I want to say like this, there's, there's a small little tidbit about it in Ken Dryden's book. Um, I mean, I just, I have a bunch of hockey uh, biography books and uh, it's talked about throughout books, like every now and then, like it, it's something that's brought up, you know, just like the impact of, of a player and what, what they're capable of doing for a team and, and how passionate, you know, fans can be. Yeah. Maurice Richard not only represented hockey in Montreal and as much as he said that he was just a hockey player, he was much more than that. He represented an entire generation of young French Canadian hockey players or just young French Canadians. People grew up idolizing Maurice Richard. He, there are monuments and statues of him in Quebec to this day it's crazy the amount of cultural impact that he had by simply just going out and playing hockey. Right. And, uh, and it, it's crazy. Cause like, look, dude, if you swap the brothers and you have Henri being the older brother playing before, you know, b- before Maurice, I believe the same thing happens. Like I believe that, that Montreal would fall in love with Henri and there would be statues of, of both the brothers, but him first, you know, Henri first. Like, he was just that dynamic of a player that was able to bring teams together and win games. I think that he was just as big of a cultural phenomenon as his brother if he was if he was the first one into the league. If he was the first Rashad you meet. I, I That's definitely – I hadn't even thought about that, but I can definitely see that simply just because – winning you know like he, Maurice Richard was certainly the better player and that's no diss on Henri it's just the rocket was the rocket but the better winner and I can say that easily was Henri Richard so if yeah and I mean, I mean reversed, think about it like this like they always say like uh like they they try to like like a player from now and a player from then you know well even in the 14 year difference from the brothers playing the league was a lot better. The training was a lot harder. So it's like Henri played in complete different, you know, a different realm 
than what Maurice did. Now, granted, Maurice probably played in a lot more like uh, like brutish league, but the development of the league over the years, these every new era, there's the players play better, play harder, play at a different pace than than ever before. So it's you know, it's like the yeah, the brother wasn't wasn't the the all time scorer. You know, he wasn't the hot shot like that. But what he was able to do was was bring efficiency to the game. So I think I think if they play at the at the exact same if they played at the exact same time and Maurice came in later, I don't think he would have as many goals as he did. I think that he would still be a phenomenal player. Yeah, he would probably still have fifty goals, but he would not have it it would not come as easy. Definitely. Simply because, like you said, the way the NHL constantly shifts. And I think that's another reason you can give praise to Henri Richard is he played 20 seasons in the NHL and was not, you know, he wasn't a dinosaur his last few seasons. He competed and he put up numbers. And we see some guys who kind of just hang around, you know, I'm trying to think of an example. Joe Thornton, the last two seasons, has kind of just Mm -hmm. hung around simply because he is one of the greatest passers. You know, he's able to. But let's be honest, the last two seasons, he hasn't really been a big factor on the ice. Right. Henri Richard wasn't that. He wasn't a a living fossil. He was out there competing his last few years. Yeah, and I mean, the the last few years, you could tell, like, like, his his stats go down a little bit, but that that's you can look you can look at the games played like they're relatively the same throughout his career. But you could see that that like his physicality and his you know his body is starting to deteriorate. This isn't you know there's this isn't the fucking era when there's a, a, a lot of pads protecting you. There was a lot of shit that you could get away with back then. You know like these guys' bodies broke down a lot faster because the game was a lot more cruel. Now, granted, there wasn't as many uh, concussions and head injuries, but, like, your, your, your wrist, your knees, your back, you know, your legs, everything is, is deteriorating at such a rapid pace. The head wasn't targeted as much back then, you know. Um, I mean, sure, if you got hit hard, you know, it, it, it's bound to happen. But the body itself was – was something that was targeted constantly, you know, fucking cross checks, slew foots, like a- anything you can think of. It wasn't really um, policed as much back then. The players kind of took that on, on to on themselves, you know. Yeah, and to play twenty seasons in the NHL now, with all the training, all the nutritionists, all the practice, you know, all these extra benefits players have is still a huge accomplishment. If you play 20 seasons in the NHL, you're probably going to the Hall of Fame. It's just that simple. Yeah. To do it back then, outside of Gordie Howe and a few other big names, it's it's almost unheard of. And Henri Richard did it, and he competed every year. You know, his, his last year in the NHL, he put up 13 points in 16 games. That pretty fucking solid numbers if you ask me right and now just moving on to you know some modern hockey talk because i feel like we do owe you guys a little bit that we're digging way far into the past here 
Um, you actually had Tankathon loaded up, and you want to talk about that. So, floor yeah, is yours. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so Habs Nightly fans, like this is a great opportunity. Um, we do have an, uh, we do have a contest going on. It ends, I want to say the what is it, the eighth or the ninth? I want to say the eighth. Ninth. Oh, it's the ninth. One, yeah. one of the two, folks. I, w- I would definitely check on Twitter to to make sure. But uh, it's something very interesting. You know, um, we have a little contest going on with uh, Cool Hockey and Tankathon. You basically can win $200 and $200, uh, a gift card for for Cool Hockey, which is something that's really badass. Uh, truthfully, if I was you guys, I would take the $200, put it into a $150 mystery box. The mystery box, yes, granted, you don't know what fucking team you're going to get. You know, you could get a New York jersey. But what's, what's cool about it is that the jersey you get, one could be an autographed jersey. So that, that brings up the value. And they have now uh, – they're back putting the $1,000 gift card in the box. So there's a chance that you can take – win $200 for free, turn it around, get a jersey. If you don't like the jersey, you could fucking, you know, gift it for Christmas or, or a birthday. And there's a chance for you to get a $1,000 one. So, you know, there's, there's a lot you can do with this, but basically all you got to do is sim, you know, the tankathon, uh, and, and do whatever one you think is going to be the correct or closest to what the league is going to end with, uh, going into the draft lottery. I believe that's on the ninth. So you guys can do it. Uh, if you do it now and you want to retry it later, you could, uh, you could redo it. You only get one entry, so you can delete your old entry, redo it again, and then send this one in. But you got to follow uh, at Tankathon, at Cool Hockey, and at HockeyPodNet. It's something that's really easy to do, and why not do it? You could win. So right now on Tankathon, you know, with Montreal having a fucking tough time as of late, you know, we're sitting at eighth overall. So we, we – and if you go to mock draft right now, uh, the the eighth pick that is based on what, you know, the scouts are saying, uh, we're looking at Marco Rossi, which I think is a fucking great ad for us. He's a center playing with the Ottawa 67s right now. He's 5'9", 179 pounds. He's 18 years old. Uh, I think of the top 15, he's, one, he's easily, I would, if I had the third, if we were in the third pick, I would pick Marco Rossi. I think Marco Rossi is absolutely criminally underrated on every single stat board. The fact that at you said eighth. Yeah, he's eighth right now. If eighth we could somehow draft Marco Rossi, that would be insane. You know, he – I don't know if any Montreal fans watch any, like, Ottawa 67's hockey, but I had to tune in simply because I've heard Shane talk about this guy so much on his podcast as well. And in our um, hockey pod net Slack chat where he just goes on about Marco Rossi, um, had to check him out, and he is no joke. He is absolutely insane. And any team that drafts him is going to be set for a long time with him. Yeah, so look. Uh, folks, this is this is just this year's stats so far. So at, at 54 games, he's got 37 goals, 75 assists. He's already broken the 100 point plateau at 112. So, I mean, this this kid's lights out. 
Uh, it's his second year with the uh, 67s. And the previous year, he did not disappoint either. But he's definitely broken, you know, broken through his last year's uh, stats like tremendous. He's blown him out the fucking water. He's definitely the 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 better he does, the the higher he's gonna go up on the on the draft. But uh, you know, I would I would even go as far as picking him over someone like Quentin Byfield. That's just my opinion. I think that this Marco Rossi kid's the the, the real deal. Granted, a little shorter than Quentin Byfield, but I mean, fuck. If you're going to listen to Shane, folks, Shane thinks that Quentin, Quentin Byfield is two years uh, away from being two years old, two years out of the league. So uh, I think that's a little funny. He said it earlier, but, um, you know, Shane seems to know his shit. <laughs> I would say that's a fair assessment. And I've actually never been sold on Quentin Byfield. I thought he played bad for team canada i just you know if you look statistically i know stats aren't everything um 12th in ohl scoring nothing to sneeze at 1.8 points per game very solid marco rossi's at two points per game just over two points per game like 54 games played 112 points that is insane Cole Perfetti second in the OHL with 107, but he's played 60 games. For me, it's no question. I think Marco Rossi deserves a top spot, and we could easily see him rise. But if Montreal could land either of the two players I mentioned, Rossi or Perfetti, we're in a very, very good spot. So I kind of feel like we're going to be okay coming out of this season. Absolutely. Um and just think what he's he's 18 so even if even if he would if he would sit and develop for 2 years before he gets brought up i mean there's easily spots for him you know yeah and you know i'm still going to hold and pray that we somehow win lafreniere hoping uh gary Bettman takes you know pity on us and rigs it for us somehow hmm. Because I would hate to see him in a fucking Red Wings jersey, man. <laughs> but anyway, um, that'll be it for today, man. If you would like to plug anything, be my guest. I'm sure they, they've they all heard your Twitter, hand, Twitter handle and shit before, but never hurt. So. Yeah, folks, you guys can find me at, at Bayou Benders on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Uh, I'm a lot more active on Instagram and Twitter. Facebook's a little falling off as of late, but I mean, it's kind of hard trying to rock three fucking social medias at, at one time and just be one person. But, uh, you know, definitely give me a follow. Uh, you want to chat, if you want to talk, uh, I'm always down to talk hockey. You know, we don't get that a lot down here. Um, you know, me and my cousin try to talk to people about hockey and, uh, we get a cold shoulder and people think that they're fucking better than us and they just kind of want to wear their shit down in the South, like their shit don't stink. And it's a little different. So uh, I, I definitely love talking to people, you know, uh, whenever I can about hockey. So if you guys want to talk to me, uh, chirp me. I don't give a fuck. You know, it is what it is. Uh, I just love talking hockey. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Always a pleasure. No problem. Hopefully Turkey didn't fucking destroy the audio with his fucking temper tantrum. But, uh, <laughs> you know, the cat's got to go out at some point, I guess. All right, see you, buddy. All right, boss.